Hello everyone, my name is Jen Torres and I am a God, and so are you. Like many of you, I was raised to believe that if I just prayed hard enough, God would save me. As it turns out, that was actually true. I saved me. At the age of 15, I became pregnant with a beautiful baby girl who dropped in just in time to save my miserable life. This was my first awakening. This podcast is about all of the words and listening to those words to begin to envision what is possible. Because sometimes, as individuals, we feel we need to know everything, have it all together and be everything all of the time. But that's why we live in a world filled with other people. Each person holds a piece of the puzzle. It's about being open to new information, new ideas, and new perspectives. We're going to talk about all of the topics surrounding what it takes for you to step into your God Goddess. Journey with me as we uncover all things living self-actualized and in your inherent divine God state. This podcast is about doing whatever it takes to develop and nourish the God in you. You, you. Hello, hello, and welcome to another episode of the She's a God podcast. My name is Jen Torres. I am a human design reader and the host of this amazing podcast that I've just started doing not too long ago, and it's already amazing, and I love it so much, and it's become a really beautiful, like, I don't know, outlet um, to be able to just have this expression and um, to be able to kind of go even go through the lessons on the spiritual journey in an outwardly way um, to be able to kind of express that outwardly. So this podcast, this episode is called The Wounded Leader. And I kind of just like that just popped in because, you know, we always we know the wounded healer, but the wounded leader, what is that about? Um, So this just came from a lesson um, that I recently experienced. And And it was kind of this really impactful thing that just sort of shook me a bit. And I was like, oh, wow, like, that's interesting. Like, I had to sort of take a step back and look at, like, where I went wrong and how I maybe used my, wasn't in my power. So, like, maybe I wasn't in my strategy and I wasn't in my authority with human design. And of course, your strategy is on your human design chart. So I always say that if you want to, you can grab your your chart and just take a peek at your authority and take a peek at your strategy and really integrate and marinate in that energy so you know how to make decisions. Because this story that I'm going to tell you right now, it is all derived from me making a horrible decision. And it's because I was not living by my human design. I was not uh, using my strategy and my authority to make decisions. Um, So I kind of made a terrible decision. And then I had to, you know, just deal with with the BS that came out of that experience. So I think it will be helpful to maybe first go through the story um, to talk a little bit about what happened. And then, you know, because there's many lessons in there that we can like, you know, sometimes just listening to people's lessons help you to will help you to sort of avoid such mistakes in the future. And then I would love to talk about your authority in human design and and what that is for you. Um, So that's why I mentioned to grab your charts if you want to, because at the end, I'm going to just briefly go through some of the authorities in human design or strategies, I should say, in human design on how you're designed to make decisions with your design. 
Okay, so this all went down in February. Right now I'm recording this in April of 2022, but I'm sure that this podcast won't come out for some time because uh, I've just been building up a bunch of podcast episodes to before I actually launched this podcast um, so that I have a bunch to um, go back on if I need to. But this, you know, this all kind of started in February of 2022. Um, and of course, with the 2222222 portal, <laughs> The return of um, Pluto um, in America, I believe, was the astrology going on right then. Um, I could have that wrong. I, I could be thinking back on it wrong, but it was a blow up big time. And if you, this is not about the two 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 experience that I had. This is about something that happened right after that, like a week after that, uh, and that's that sort of led into this other thing. Um, now, if you if you w want to know what that event was and kind of want to know the lesson that came from that, you could check out my Facebook page. I think it's jen.taurus.13, I think is my username. I'll just link it in this podcast episode in the notes. If you want to check out that video that was released sometime in February and it was labeled the duped podcast, or sorry, the duped, <laughs> the duped podcast. <laughs> no, not, not the duped podcast. Um, that's funny, actually. That would be a hilarious name for a podcast. Um, not the duped podcast, but um, the duped empath is what the name of that video was. So check that out on my Facebook page if you want to, you know, hear about that. There was a lesson in that. There's always a freaking lesson in everything, right? Um, it's always a mirror. It's always coming back. But really, this thing that blew up for me was right after I got back from Sedona. And it really started before, right before Sedona. And it all, like I mentioned, it all comes back to me not using my authority in human design. And we'll talk about those at the end. So I live my life by my human design. And I, you know, it's it's a blueprint. It's an energetic blueprint. It tells you how you're designed to use your energy every day. And ever since I started doing that, um, I have opened up greater flow in my life big time. So I always use my strategy and my authority um, to make my decisions. But I was in riding a freaking spiritual high, you guys. Like, I know that um, if you've been on the spiritual journey for some time, you will kind of know what I'm talking about. This is what I'm talking about right now is the spiritual high. It's like when you are just like riding high on like spiritual highs and your synchronicities and your angels and your guides and everything's talking to you and everything's coming to you and you just feel high and, and every day and you're like, oh my gosh, like upward trajectory on, you know, my, my spiritual path. And now I'm going to go do this. And who's my next teacher and, and what's going to happen next? All of these different things. That's literally the high that I was on for some time, actually for the majority of my spiritual journey, which has been for several years now. And obviously there was so much, you know, shadow work that was within that. So I'm not dismissing that part. That was all happening as well on my path. What I'm more so talking about is when we are on the spiritual journey, sometimes it can get like a little bit where you're not grounded, um, where you're kind of like, you no longer have your feet on the ground. You're just kind of in the upper chakras all the time. And I'm going to say something that probably is most people, I don't know, maybe people do agree with it. I don't know. Living from the upper chakras is dangerous. I think that it's like if you if that's all you're doing is you're living from your upper chakras and you're just constantly on this like spiritual high and you don't have your fucking feet on the ground, you are going to 
crash, okay? You're gonna crash and it's not gonna feel great. And this has been my experience and it's been uh, something that I, I've been seeing reflected back in my life with the leaders in my life. And um, there's a whole lesson in all of that too. So back to what I was saying. Um, so really this started in, it started in February, um, right before I went to Sedona for the 222 portal. And that was a big, you know, shit show. Everybody, well, I've talked about that on my Facebook. But but this this other thing kind of started before. Okay, so, there, so there's, there's this other woman that I had been following, you know, right from the beginning of my spiritual journey. So, you know, three plus years. I am somebody who, if I find someone and they are, I connect to their energy and I, you know, really believe in what they're doing, I am the most loyal follower ever. Okay, like literally, like I will buy every effing thing that person comes out with. I will donate money monthly. Like I am just a, a like great follower in that sense where I'm like, no problem supporting you. I like the way you show up. Now, so what happened with this whole situation is with this other this woman that I've been following for three plus years, she, you know, very well known. Her husband was, you know, on Gaia TV. He's like the wisdom teacher. And she, she's this beautiful, you know, priestess, goddess woman, um, Taoist priestess, you know, she's amazing. And I love her. And like, I still have, I still like care for the woman. I mean, I don't hate anybody, you know, I like sometimes shit goes down and you're just kind of like, Oh, really? I didn't know that about you. But it's just, but overall, I mean, like great teacher um, would actually recommend her to anybody still. I would probably say don't get too close, but like <laughs> uh, I still would recommend, you know, great ceremonies, all that she offers. But ultimately with this woman, you know, she she offered a business course and I was like, hmm, she's never done that before. And I'm like interested to know about that. And, you know, I was at a pivotal time in my um you know, I won't say pivotal, but I was at just this point on my spiritual journey and in my spiritual business where I was like, what is next? Like, what am I missing here? Like, how can I have like, what, how do I do this? So many spiritual business people ask this question, you know, they know how to create the community. A lot of times they know how to connect with people. They know how to do this one-on-one thing, maybe build a small community wherever they live. How do you spread your reach on an online platform? How do you run the online game? How do you do it? A lot, this is where a lot of spiritual people will give up. Um, well, they are stopped because they don't know what to do when they get online. They don't know how to operate the technical side of things. They don't know where to even start. So, th- so this is me right now, even me speaking to you now, this is me, my, my life. Like, I'm kind of like, okay, like, how do I do this? How do I have the biggest, cause my, my whole thought process behind not just my own um, spiritual business, but even my friend's spiritual business is I'm always thinking like online strategy. And the reason why is because I'm like, if you could have a massive global reach, then you're trying will just find you. I mean, it's, it's just about the reach. And even if only 20% of the people say, hey, you're my, you're my people or you're my person, you're my vibe. I kind of want to know more about what you offer and hear what you have to say. Great. But it's just about getting yourself in front of people on a global level um, on, in the online space. Anyway, so that was sort of my mindset for a while. And I was kind of like, who, you know, talking to the universe and I'm a manifesting generator. I am magnetic by nature and things come to me. My strategy is to respond to life. I'm literally grounded. I'm in my body. I'm present every single day and I am allowing the universe to bring everything to me. So in that process, 
I'm allowing the universe to bring me things, right? And I'm kind of like, okay, like I'm open. I'm talking to the universe every day. I'm open to receiving, you know, a spiritual business coach who, you know, is worth my time, energy, and money and who can help me to have this broader reach. Boom. Next thing you know, this woman who I had already been following for three years comes out with this business course. And I'm like, oh my God, thank you creator. Like this is what I'm supposed to do next. So I, you know, reach out to her and I'm like, hey, like what's up with this course? Come to find out like the course is starting in like a week and I'm scheduled to go to Sedona in a week. And then how synchronistic is this? It just as the retreat that I'm going to is that I'm already signed up to go to is ending in Sedona. This woman's retreat, business retreat is scheduled to start um, literally like two days later. And so I'm like, hell yeah, like this is my life. Like I am designed to go to this. Um, you know, I got all the synchronicities and I, I need to go to this. So um, the only thing that kind of tripped up the process a bit is I didn't, you know, I always ask for my synchronicities before I do something. Um, surely I had like, you know, that first body response where it was like, oh, I feel excited about this. I feel expanded toward this thing. I want to do it. And that's as a manifesting generator, that's always what you're looking for. And I'll I'll talk more about the other types and uh, strategies toward the end. But just speaking from my own personal experience, I'm always looking for that. I'm always looking for my body to react to something. How do I feel? And then I'm I'm designed to ride out my emotional wave before I make a decision. And that's where I screwed up. So anyway... So then what happens is, um, you know, I have this conversation with this woman and um, right before I go to Sedona and I already knew, I'm like, oh my gosh, like I really want to go, but this is a lot of money, you know, like I would have to take out a loan, like, but I really believed in what she had to offer, you know, and I really just felt that it was the next step for me. And I'm like, I want to play big in my life. Um, This is the next, next thing that I'm supposed to do. So then I tell her, I'm like, okay, well, for sure I'm not, you know, probably not going to be able to make the actual in-person part, but I can do like the online stuff. And this is just because I knew like, dude, I'm leaving in a week, like to Sedona. Yes, it's synchronistic that this next business um, spiritual retreat that you have going on is literally two days later. All I would have to do is stay like one or two more nights in Sedona and then boom, I'd be on to the next one. But I kind of knew I was like, ooh, I don't know. So I kind of left it open. And then I also told the universe to send me my synchronicities. And then I said, okay, like if I'm supposed to have this, then the money will come. That's literally what I do. That's what I did when, that's what I said when I went to Egypt too. I said, cool, like I got the body response. Isis came to me. She's like, you're going to Egypt. I'm like, cool. Well, if I'm going to Egypt, bring me the money. Literally got like a check in the mail, like within the next couple of weeks. Um, I think it was like a couple of months after that, but for the full amount. So anyway, this is how it's always worked for me. I just take it up to the universe and let them provide. So I'm on my way to Sedona and the synchronicity that I have been waiting for literally pops up in the car as I'm driving to this first retreat. And I'm like, oh my God, like I am supposed to stay two more nights and go to this other business retreat. I am, but no money for this, right? Like I would have to take out a loan. It would be like kind of a big loan. And like, I would really be like extending myself a bit, but I believed in what this was, you know? And I would just believed in like the direction of what this was going to be for me. The entire time I'm there, okay, like first of all, the Sedona retreat that I was at, you know, it was a shit show, um, whatever. Um, but then that, you know, so I was, I was actually a mess. Okay. I'm not going to lie. Like there was no effing way I was going to make it to this woman's, you know, stay two more nights and make it to the business retreat. It just wasn't going to happen. Like I was energetically a mess after that first one, um, retreat and I, I needed to come home. Um, so I came home and I was just kind of like a little bit of a daze for like maybe a week or two weeks. I really wasn't in the game 
And not only that, but I was experiencing these blocks around money. And I'm like, oh God, like, what is this? Like, I don't know, may I got all the other synchronicities to do this, but you know, I've already missed the in-person um, online or in-person business part of the retreat. And, you know, now I just be online for the rest of the time. And, and, um, you know, I, I'm discussed that with her and she gave me grace and she's, you know, really nice. Um, no problem, like figure out the money thing. And so I, you know, I proceeded to do that. And, um, then, you know, I figured like, you know, I have a little bit of time to figure out this money thing. I was going back and forth with the lender on this interest rate and stuff like that. And out of nowhere, like she emails me and she's just like, oh, you know what? Too much, as a matter of fact, too much time has passed. Um, and so just, you know, um, whatever, best of luck or something like that. And I thought that was kind of weird. Like I, I thought I had a little bit more time to figure this out, but you know, maybe not. And, you know, mind you, I'm still in my Sedona haze from like this terrible time I had and not energetically balanced at all, not in my body, just totally just a freaking mess. So anyway, I'm thinking like, maybe this is what's best. You know, the loan thing wasn't happening really. And like, it was was just back and forth about that. And so even though I had all the synchronicities to do it, it was like something came to a stop, like something came to a halt. Um, I wasn't sure what it was, but I felt like content about it in a way, like energetically. I was like, you know what? I think this is going to be okay. So I reached back out to her and I said, okay, cool. Like no problem. Totally get it. Understand, you know, but if you ever, you know, would consider doing like one-on-one business work, that actually might be better. And then I was starting to feel really good about this because I was like, actually, like I kind of suck in groups. Like I really fall away in groups and I I feel like I, you know, I hesitate to speak up and really absorb the information and I've always thrived in one-on-one. So I'm like, maybe this is it for me. Like maybe this is actually what I'm supposed to be doing um, is is doing this one-on-one. And so then short, like almost shortly after that, like this man all of a sudden emails me from this like other weird account. Okay. It wasn't like her, you know, at her business or anything. It was just this other random account. And he's just like, Hey, I wonder if I can talk to you. Um, because you know, about this woman or, or, you know, the woman that I was going to take her business course. Um, she just has some questions for you. I'm like, sure. You know, whatever. Thought it was kind of strange. And right away, honestly, like when I saw his email, I just got this like weird energy in my body. I was like, "Mm -hmm." like, who is this dude? Um, but then, you know, I got on the phone with him and this dude goes absolutely ballistic on me. Like when I say crazy, like, I mean, this man goes crazy. He starts screaming on about how he's like, I I do research and investigation for her and you're already part of this other leadership program and why are you trying to take her course and she has had nothing but issues with people stealing her work and all this stuff and the way I'm talking to you guys right now, okay, this is like G-rated. This dude is literally screaming on the phone losing his damn mind. And and I've always been somebody who's been actually pretty good in an argument. I'm like, okay, like I can pretty much stand my ground with anybody. This dude would not let me get a word in edgewise. I was just kind of like, oh my God, like, wow. Like this is like, holy smokes. Like I literally ended up having to hang up on him and just like, whoa, like what the hell was that about? And then he starts texting me and emailing me and like just going crazy. And um, so, so then I just you know, was like actually pretty stunned for like a minute. (laughs) I was like, I literally like was standing in the hallway of my house, just like, just standing there. Cause I was like, what just happened? And automatically I started to get these flashbacks of like all of these years that I've been in this woman's container. And she would always bring up people stealing her work. 
And honestly, this woman, she has a large following. I mean, she was married to this very popular man and all the all of these things. So I would always kind of feel personally like I'd be like, okay, why are we wasting time talking about your haters? Like there's literally thousands of people on the Zoom. Like let's just like put our energy towards positivity. Like why are we spending time talking about this? And so I started automatically flashing back to those times and I'm like, oh my God. I was like, this woman has like a wound around people stealing her shit. And I actually reached out to a mentor of mine who uh, like to help me hash out this information. And this woman was like, you know, my mentor was just like, listen, in the new paradigm, if you are a leader and you have a wound, the wound is going to be activated. She's like, I've been seeing it everywhere, all over spiritual people freaking out about this, that, or the other thing. It's just what's happening right now. And the other thing she helped me to realize was, this woman was just actually not my teacher anymore. <laughs> I Like I mentioned in the beginning, um, I'm just somebody who's very like loyal. Like I will follow, even if I don't, you know, actually participate in the ceremony or the activation, I will just probably buy it anyway, just because I support you um, and what you're doing. I believe in what you're doing. And it needed to end. Whatever my connection to her spiritual community was, it needed to, that that phase was over now. It I put so much, I put her on such a high pedestal and that's usually not even my thing, but I did because I just really respected her work and stuff. So I was even more shocked and hurt that like she would even be connected to someone who acts like this. Like I was so shocked, okay? Like by this whole thing, I don't know what I thought like of her and obviously everybody has things, but I was just shocked. And so another big lesson, um, that was part of this was the first one was that, you know, leading, you know, leading in a spiritual space, those wounds, they need to be addressed. Um, they need to be healed and alchemized as quickly as possible. Cause if not, they're going to flare up and you're going to end up freaking the hell out or else teaming up with the psychopath who this man actually, he had no interest in getting down to the truth of anything. He just wanted to be able to, I don't know what he thought he was doing. He was like, coming at me like a warrior king or something and I was just like what is happening like let's just talk like I remember telling him I was like dude you need to take like 17 steps back so that you can actually we can have a conversation right now and it all went back to because I was already in a collaboration with a woman who I was she had hired me to give human design readings to her people who were part of a leadership program that she was offering. But I wasn't like, you know, really co-facilitating this thing. It was more so I was just offering human design readings to the people who joined this program, to join this leadership program. And how crazy is this? The whole reason why like I joined the business course is because I had so much insecurity around the fact that I was collaborating with this other woman and helping giving human design readers readings to her people. And I didn't have really like much of an online thing happening. No website, no professional pictures or anything. And I kind of felt a little insecure about it. I was like, gosh, like 
you know, this is a great opportunity. I'm doing it. I'm, I'm connecting with this woman. I'm doing it. But man, I, do, I sure do feel a little silly, like not having my shit together right now. So, and then the business course popped up and I was like, ah, oh, perfect. Like, let me get in there. Let me like learn as much as I can. And that way, when my next collaboration comes up, I'm going to have my shit together and it'll look really good. So it was just crazy like that, that happened. And I remember when I talked to uh, the woman, the woman who I was collaborating with um, on in this leadership program, I had asked her, I was like, do you even know who this other woman is? And she was like, no, she was like, who is she? I've never heard of her before. So it was just like, but you got to understand from my perspective, how bananas that was. It was like, here's one person I've been following for years. And here's this other person that, you know, I've been following for some time too, but I'm working on a collaboration with her. And all of a sudden, one of the, you know, the first woman has this thing pop up and it's basically because she has dealt with people stealing her work before. But instead of, you know, having a conversation with me, which I mean, if she would have just called me and we would have talked, she would have known within two seconds, like, oh no, no, like this isn't what this is. She's just, you know, like this is somebody who's been following me forever, donating hundreds of dollars over the years, loyal follower. This isn't what this is, but she didn't, she didn't even tried to talk to me. She just sent this man after me. So it was just like shocking as F to me because I was like, whoa, like I can't even believe this is happening right now. So this is all happening at the same time. And, but my mentor, this woman was actually really helping me. She was helping me to see like what all this was. You know, one, she's like, listen, don't freak out. This woman just, I know you had her, had her on a pedal store or whatever, but she had a wound around people stealing her work. And this just made her freak out, like realizing that you were part of this other thing. And so it is what it is. So I got over it. But another thing that stuck out to me about what uh, my mentor was telling me was she was saying like, listen, this woman is operating also from like the Piscean way of teaching. And that's really the Piscean way of teaching she was explaining is really sort of this like master student. Um, It's really kind of like you're the student, I'm the master, and I'm going to teach you these things. And then that's it. And, um, and that really stuck out to me, you guys, because that woman, the woman who was offering the business course, she, that the one that sent that crazy man after me, she, her entire life, um, was all about master student because she has, you know, five black belts and she's Taoist, uh, you know, does all this. And it's all about master student vibes. And even being in her spiritual community, that's literally how it felt. It felt like this is like the master and it's, you have to be careful how you ask questions. You have to like, there was this just very interesting energy. We didn't really feel side by side. It felt like you're, you just better be careful. It it did feel a little bit like you're walking on eggshells. Like you're not quite sure if you can ask questions, you know, is she approachable? I don't know. Like it was always kind of that energy um, there. So I found it really fascinating that, you know, my mentor pointed that out. One, she's like, listen, she's teaching from, you know, the Piscean way of teaching, um, which is very much so that like master student vibes. And she, you would have never grown from that, you know, and there was always sort of that space there, um, that sort of where you couldn't get too close. You weren't sure about, and there there was that energy within the container that felt always uneasy. It didn't always feel really comfortable 
to be there and was always just kind of like, mm, like you're not sure. It felt total master student vibes, which is not the new way of teaching, right? The new way of going into the Aquarian age is all about community and sort of being side by side in a situation um, and not being this sort of master student stuff because that's dead. It's it's no longer. The, the other lesson that I sort of got from that was really that I should not be making decisions from this energetic imbalance. Because like I said, in the beginning, I was sort of riding this spiritual high where I was like, oh my God, my synchronicities. I was like living totally from the upper chakras. I wasn't grounded at all. I didn't have my feet on the ground at all. Okay. So now we're getting into like more of the authority that I want to talk about with human design, because one big mistake was we, even me, you know, trying to do all of these things and jump into these business courses and do all of these things. I was not in my, in energetic balance at all. I was not grounded. I didn't have my feet on the ground. Um, and I was making poor decisions. And not only that, but even though I felt really excited to join this new business container, I was just like ready to say yes. I was like, oh my gosh, like, yes, I'm for this and my synchronicities are lining up, but I did not use my authority in human design to make my that decision. And I always do usually. And in that one, I did not. And look at what happened. It kind of blew up in my face anyway. So it is so important to use your authority in human design to make your decisions. And for me, my authority is emotional. And I'll kind of go through some of these. So if you do want to have your charts to kind of see where you're at, I think it's a good, you know, just a good time. I'm not going to go super deep into them, but just just to touch on it, because I feel like all of this coming back full circle with these decisions that I was making with this stuff blowing up for me and like, what is this? Like, why is this happening? Yeah, sure. It's other people's woundings and it's stuff exploding. But what is the lesson here for me? And the lesson for me was one that, yeah, I that person wasn't my teacher anymore. And I definitely would have been like following this person till I was old and gray, um, just because that's how I am. And it was also that I was not living in my power. And it's so important to live by your authority and human design, whatever that is for you, because this is what makes us, this is what gives us our inner God power. Okay. And that might sound dramatic, but it's so true. Like, I'm not going to go through the whole story of authority and how we became nine centered beings and stuff like that. But it really started in 1781 when we discovered Uranus. And in that process, we, we gained these additional chakras, which gave us our own authority and decision making. And so this is when people really stopped being sheeple, right? Although we've seen a lot of that in 2020. So it's been my, it's been coming to me a lot lately that I want to start working with people to their strategy and their authority, because that is literally your God essence. That is what makes you an individual so that you can make decisions from how do I feel about this? Not what are people saying I should feel about this, but what do I feel about this? So I want to talk about authorities quickly. And like I mentioned, I have emotional authority in human design. So I'm going to keep these very quick and easy and very clear cut. So with emotional authority, if you are looking at your human design chart and you're looking at the top of your chart and you see authority and you see that you have emotional authority, all this is telling you is when it comes to making decisions, you need to wait until you feel cool, 
calm, and collected. You need to wait out your emotional wave until you find clarity. Because what human design says about people with emotional authority in human design is that there is no clarity in the now. And when I first heard that, I seriously was like, what? Like there's no clarity in the now, but it's true. Like your emotions are constantly clouding your reality, whether that be rose lens glasses or just kind of feeling like ugh about everything. So that's why it's so important that when you make go to make a decision, if you have this emotional authority, you need to ride out your emotional wave. And all that means is that you are not really design, designed to make decisions in the moment. A lot of times you just need to wait until you feel neutral. And when you feel neutral, you are in divine timing. And then you are designed to sort of bring that thing to mind that you are going to make a decision about. And so that's emotional authority. And we can go deeper into all of these maybe on another podcast episode, but I just wanted to touch on it on this episode just because this is what got me into trouble. (laughs) I have emotional authority. I was riding freaking high. I was like, okay, yeah, this sounds amazing. I'm feeling all my emotions. It feels so good. But I never wait. I never did wait until I felt like cool, calm and collected to make this clear cut decision. I sort of jumped in and she was scrambling to try to make things happen. And it just blew up in my face. So the second authority that I want to talk about is sacral. So if you have sacral authority, you have the easiest decision-making authority out of all of the types. It is very simple. Don't overcomplicate it. It basically comes to if you feel excited by something, that's a yes. If you don't, that's a no. It's like really simple. It's yes or no. It's with that quick, good decision in the moment. So the other thing to know about sacral authority is it doesn't really understand open-ended questions. So it's really helpful to you if you ask yourself a closed-ended question in order to get very quickly to the answer. But just know that don't overcomplicate it. If you have sacral authority, trust your gut. If you feel excited, that's a yes. If you feel if you feel like, nope, uh, that doesn't excite me. That actually, uh, I don't, I just have a weird gut feeling about that, that is a no for you. It's really, really easy with sacral. If you have splenic authority, this is all about that instant voice in the moment. You're going to get it like an intuitive hit in the moment about something. It's very connected to the senses as well, like, you know, smell and sound and taste and all of that. So, so this could also be people who are very, you know, they, they can kind of feel like, ah, that leaves a bad taste in my mouth or that smells like BS to me or something like that. If they, you're using languaging like that and you have splenic authority, that's very right on. This is literally just like, you're gonna get an instant voice in the moment, intuitive hit coming from your spleen and it's gonna tell you yes or no about something. And I even found for some of my clients that it's helpful if you have splenic authority to take a note down about that in your phone or something, just so you remember. Like, ooh, like I felt that quick hit, like that was a yes or that was a no, and I don't wanna forget that I that, that was how I felt about it. Um, so I'm gonna jot it down and come back to it later. That really does help. This next one is ego uh, authority. So if you have ego authority, this all comes down to do you selfishly want it or not? Yes or no? <laughs> like, do you selfishly want it or not? The ego in human design is this where that consistent motivation comes from. It is going to come down to is this gonna help? Like, you're asking yourself these questions when it comes to ego authority in human design. You're asking yourself, is this gonna help me be more of me? Like, is it gonna help me be in the room? Do I want it? 
um, it's not from the mindset of like, it's not from the mind at all. It's actually coming from the chest, right? Like I'm here, I'm in the room, I'm in, I'm showing up and do I feel my power if I do this thing? You know, not does this make me look powerful, but do I feel my power? Um, do I want it in, in that situation, having this ego authority? And it's interesting because people with ego authority, there can be this like conditioning around this feeling of here I am. Like I'm in the room, here I am, I'm showing up in my power. So there, if there, if you have ego authority and there's, you feel that like, Ooh, I don't know. Can I be that person? Can I, can I be that way? Um, can I make decisions from, you know, this selfish place? Um, you know, do I want it or not? Because like, does it make me feel in the room? Does it make me feel in my power? Can I do that? It's funny because people who have ego authority, they can sometimes have that conditioning and questioning, like, can they actually be that energy? So it's the reason why human design believes that the reason why, you know, people, somebody might have ego authority is because, you know, maybe you, you're here to sort of learn that lesson in this lifetime that you do have, you can be that person like totally in your power, have making these selfish, selfish decisions. Do I selfishly want this or not? Like being in that energy with this, with this, um, ego authority. Okay. So G center authority, this is all about, um, sort of like this sense of direction, right? And really with G center authority, um, it's all about clarity and it's, it's going to come to you when you share your thoughts with other people. So this is somebody who needs to talk shit out. Like they really need to talk it out. Um, use, have a friend or partner or somebody in their life where they're constantly sort of like speaking out these things so they can use that person as like a soundboard, like as to whether or not they want this or not. Okay, so now we're narrowing it down here. So mental authority. So these are people who are razor freaking sharp. Okay, like I love people with mental authority because they are so clear. Um, and it's it's all about, when it comes to their decision making, it's all about their own point of view and their own thoughts. You know, um, with, with anything, can it's all about being someone who can literally make the most logical, rational decisions because you have mental authority. This authority is all about seeing, observing, gathering clues. It's all about observing and making your decisions from that place of observation. Okay, so the last one is no inner authority. So you can only have no inner authority if you are a reflector in human design, which is only like one one or two percent of the planet. So with no inner authority, this is about the fact that you have completely open centers and it's about really allowing the world to give you the answer in the next 28 days. Okay. So, and that's the thing too, people who have no inner authority, sometimes they can kind of feel like, "Mm, like, I don't know, like, do I have to wait 28 days to decide if I want to like do this new diet plan or something like that? Like, no, like you don't overthink it. Like if you have no inner authority, this is just about knowing that within that 28 days, you go through every single authority that we, I just talked about. The moon will have highlight each one of those centers and you will have that authority um, for that time span astrologically. So within that 28 days, you have, at some point, you're going to have all of the authorities. You're going to go through that sort of emotional authority. You're going to go through that sacral authority. You're going to go through that splenic authority. You're going to go through the ego authority. And with those authorities, I know I'm missing one, but in going through those authorities, you are going to know 
when you know, like you're just gonna know, like one day you're gonna all of a sudden be like, oh, I know what the decision is. I, I'm clear on it. I know exactly what I want. And when you get that feeling, when you're like, yep, this is it. This is exactly the decision that I'm gonna make. That is your green light go. And that's gonna happen within 28 days. So it can happen within one week, you know, of, of something. When you're making these big decisions in your life, it can happen within one week. Um, of something and you can just be like, boom, like I already know that's exactly what I want to do. Um, so, so that's what it is for the inner authority. And I just wanted to go through the authorities really quick because that's what screwed me up (laughs) with this whole situation is really forgetting my authority in human design and kind of like making decisions too quickly just because I was excited about something and I was sort of letting my emotions drive me. And that really did trip me up into jumping into something too fast. Um, And then it blew up in my face. And of course, anytime something blows up for you, it's a lesson. It's like, what is here? What is teaching? What is this teaching me? How can I be better, you know, going forward? So You know, I don't even dislike anybody that whatever, all of the stuff that happened, it was just kind of like, now I'm at a place where I can look at it in observation and be like, oh, okay, like, that's what this was, I see. And it helps me to, you know, come from a clearer place where going forward, you know, we all will become leaders in our businesses, in our lives. And it's like, how do I want to be? You know, do I, how do I want to show up? Do I want to be someone who, you know, can fall into that kind of situation where, you know, I can treat someone who maybe is a long time follower and and something where it's just like, I just, I get into, I don't know, like something happens and I just look past. I don't ever want that like for myself. Like now that I'm like looking at all of this, it helps me to realize like how I want to show up, how I want to show up for my community, how I, how, how I want to show up in leadership, um, in the spiritual world and just in business period, like how I want to show up. So there were so many beautiful lessons here and I love that. You know, I love being able to look back and reflect and see why things happen the way they happened and then just have gratitude towards it and just say, okay, like I'm done being pissed about it. Like I'm over it and now I'm ready to move on. So follow your strategy and your authority in human design. I'll probably go through strategy in another episode too. I put this episode together. I probably should have thought it through a little bit more, but I just was like halfway through, I was like, I have to talk about authority because um, that's what screwed me up. That's what's like really got me is not using my authority in human design to make my decision. Okay, so that is it for this episode of the She's a God podcast. And just to remember that you are a God. Remember your inner God state. Make your decisions from your strategy and your authority in human design. Um, I hope this helped you somewhat. Keep checking back for new episodes. And thank you for listening to the She's a God podcast.